Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Steve Stebbing podcast on stevestebbing.ca. I am, well, you probably figured that out. I'm Steve Stebbing, and this podcast has been a long time coming, and uh, I'm kicking it off in style because uh, I am opening this show with an interview with actor, writer, and director Jay Baruchel, a guy that I had the pleasure of interviewing for his directorial debut, Goon, The Last of the Enforcers. And then I got another shot at it with his brand new film, his second feature, Random Acts of Violence, a balls-to-the-wall, grindhouse-style film that takes no prisoners and may just completely mess you up. I felt after the first interview I did with uh, with Jay for Goon Last of the Enforcers that I found a dude that was totally like-minded when it came to film. And during the second interview, I definitely felt that same kinship. I had an opportunity to interview him for the movie for about 10 minutes on Friday. And I will tell you this, I made... I did the best interview I think I've ever done in my short career of interviewing and was so proud of it. And then I go to look at it and I didn't record it. Thanks to my first experience with Zoom, it did not record. So then I panicked. So Jay, as nice as he was, he said, hey, let's redo this one again. He gave me 20 minutes. Of course, I took half an hour and and we recorded this really, really great interview that is spoiler free. If you're heading into watching Random Acts of Violence, we will not give anything away. So you can watch this movie exactly how it's intended. Here is my interview with Jay Baruchel. But uh, thank you for joining me again, Jay. I know our, the, the last time we hashed this out, it, it was pretty awesome. So we're going to have to do a little bit of recreation here for the audience. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. Let's do it. Yeah. Only just, I, I, ideally, there's just like, hopefully it's the more eloquent version. <laughs> uh, you know, if this, if this is take two, we have no excuse for having words fail us. Absolutely. But I mean, this is your second feature with you behind the camera. Uh, after uh, Goon, The Last of Enforcers, a couple years ago. Uh, and mm -hmm. But this one almost could have been first because it was like 10 years in the making. Yeah, so. and and in terms of, and in terms of like scale and scope and, and probably uh, content, it seems kind of like, seems more like a first film. <laughs> and I, I, and I, I, and I, 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 and I don't mean because like, like, to be honest, I think the, like, I'm very proud of this thing. I guess I just mean that if you were to look at sort of, um, sequel to beloved, uh, uh, comedy and you were going to look at like, uh, aggressively pink art horror, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever else, however else you call it, but like I don't know that anybody would pay would say that would guess that that this one was second, but but yeah, it also predates, like you said, it predates um, Goon Two. Uh, we Jesse and I, my writing partner, we wrote our first pass of the first treatment for Random X. Like yeah, I think this will be this year. It'll be ten years ago. 
Um, and um, long before, long before Goon 2 has sort of been kind of willed into existence. Um, and uh, so we like, we built Easter eggs into Goon 2 um, <laughs> with, with the like hope that we would eventually make random yeah. acts of violence but with the understanding that if we didn't, then nobody will notice and it'll just be, you know, something like, but look, there's a whole bunch of hockey team mm-hmm. names. There's a whole bunch of fake hockey team names in both the goon movies. And, um, and one of them is a, is a little fucking random acts Easter egg for anybody who cares. But anyway, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy to finally be here. It's, it's, it's taken some doing and I'm like, Really, really proud of the finished product. As an aside, I actually have one of the jerseys. I have the jersey still from Goon. Yeah. Really? It's, it's hanging in my closet right here, actually. <laughs> That's amazing. What team do you – is it a yeah. Highlanders jersey? Or what, who do you no, it's the, the, black and, the black and white and red. Oh, the yeah. bruised and battered. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. a good I one. wore it to – because I'm out here in Penticton, so I wore it to a hockey game, and people are like, what? jersey is that <laughs> like oh it's a team you don't know no i get kidding. to be a hockey hipster i'm like ah you don't know them <laughs> plus if i remember correctly there's some real crappy ads yeah. on that some real <laughs> weird fake ads <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah. but so yeah. when people uh when people because because uh, you've written a comic yourself in your uh mm-hmm. in your career here um but this this comic comes from Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray, who are arguably two of the top creators of comics, at least in my mind, in the last twenty years. Yeah. Did uh, on the Wikipedia page it says that there was like a meeting of the minds between them and you and Jesse on that. Is that true? Yeah, I I, I suspect so. I I, uh, I think yes. I, that, that's I, I like you know. Palmiotti, I, 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 I know Jimmy the best and, and, and I, and he has been nothing but, um, really, really psyched and really, really encouraging. And, you know, he, and when I say that, that's kind of an important thing because as he's like the, you know, creator of the source material, um, he sort of gave us kind of permission and license to, to find our own way through it too. Um, uh, to let to let our thing because he knew that our thing had to ultimately be 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 its own thing even if it um comes from the same place it's it's uh it's its own yeah it's its own animal and so he kind of uh, was really really encouraging um of all the kind of things that we added or or, or altered so any any of like the stuff that we kind of generated he was a big proponent of and, 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 and was sort of like, yeah, was just really psyched that the thing was, uh, what, what, what was getting made. And, um, and he came up, um, to Toronto and he was here on the uh, first day of shooting. And, um, yeah, it was just like, the thing is if you, he's, he, he's the nicest dude in the world. Um, and so he could have been humoring me this whole time, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, no, he was like, yeah, he's a lovely man and he was just super super uh, encouraging and um and and Doug Doug what we what we you know 
how what we wanted to add to the conversation mm-hmm. that he had started. Because uh, I mean, when you and Jesse wrote, wrote this, you weren't you didn't have the intention of directing it, obviously, uh, until later. Uh, and yeah. uh, again, I'm going on the wiki here. It was, it was uh, Hobo with a shotgun director and uh, the the man behind uh, Dark Side of the Ring, Jason Eisner. Yeah. That, that that kind of pushed you in that direction yeah jason's like one of my best friends in the whole world and um you know he he edited goon too and um you know but like i said this predated goon uh, goon too and um years years and years ago i had sort of yeah i was like we we wrote it you know, because we wrote it, it was an assignment that, you know, we got hired to do and, and we were very grateful to do so, but we just, were just trying to write the best script we could. And that was, that, that, that was it. Um, and when it came time to sort of try to find someone to, uh, to add to the vision, I was like, I can't think of anybody better than, than my pal Jason. And um, he was like super complimentary about the, the script and really dug it but like he was real real adamant um that it was my sort of voice in there and that i'm the one that he thought should direct it and it was like a really really (laughs) cool thing again a bit of encouragement but he just sort of yeah he saw how much i guess uh of our blood we'd already put into it and thought that we would should be the ones to kind of yeah to kind of bring it to fruition and uh so jason has been a huge um a huge booster but a huge influence and as well and and i and and you know definitely a mentor as well you know getting getting to cut a movie with him is like um yeah really real special thing and uh so yeah at his urging i kind of allowed myself to to believe that maybe i could do this and then um and then Goon 2 happened. And uh, and then that kind of, I won't say it made it easier, but it definitely, it helped. And, um, and, and especially, you know, considering we were like, you know, there's, there's a half dozen character arcs in Goon 2 and a whole bunch of fighting and a whole bunch of hockey and, you know, <laughs> pretty big cast. And, and, and so cutting that together and finding a way to make all of that make as much narrative sense as it can on screen um we were like this is this this should in theory make (laughs) help with telling a story about four people in a car (laughs) um (laughs) in theory uh but it doesn't always work out everything has its own sort of uh everything has its own sort of demons and, and challenges um but yeah to answer your question jason's the one who kind of told me he thought i could do it so where there's obviously nervous sweat heading into making any film now that you've made two yeah. what would you say the most that what would you say the biggest sweat was going into going to goon last of the enforcers or into random acts oh boy um that's a that's a good question uh i well the there's sort of um I think equal but different is the the way that I have to, I think I'd have to answer that like so so while on on Goon 2 I you know it's my first kind of time doing it and 
you know, so having having been through the process A to Z, I get my sea legs a bit quicker this time, and I feel like I kind of know the, the the rhythm of the thing a bit better. And I now, and also because I made this movie with a bunch of people that I made uh, Goon Two with, uh, there was already a shorthand. So so, but then you find there's a whole bunch of other stresses on this one because, you know, on, on last day enforcers, we had 35 days to shoot the thing. And on this one, we had like technically 20, but really 19, Whoa. 19 and a half. If I'm being <laughs> generous and, and, uh, and, and like, uh, a fraction of the money as well, a fraction of the resources. And so that opens up a whole nother set of stresses, which is, um, yeah, fi- finding a way to do the thing we want to do in the in the short time that we have, and you know, nineteen days is not a lot um, when you have car stuff and fire mm-hmm. stuff and gun stuff and knife stuff <laughs> and like, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that we did in this movie that's like not typical of a film at our scale. Um, you know, sometimes it has like maybe one of those. Uh, maybe you know and um and so so yeah planning all that out and staring at the clock and uh <laughs> finding a way to do every one of those sequences um in yeah basically less than a day you know like the there, there's um the, the finale that's one day of shooting uh the the rifle stuff that's not even a whole night that's just like that's about five hours um there you know and there's car stuff in there too and so so anyway so so whatever um lack of stress i got from having been through it before was like more than made up for by the um by having to do it all um in less time and with less uh, less resources but we were way more planned and like you know coming out of pre-production on goon two, we hadn't finished our shot list. Um, there was like a whole, we gotten through like three quarters of the script, um, on, on random acts by the end of prep, we had been through our shot list. Uh, this was our uh, six times. This was our sixth draft. So we, we, we had our like shit together. Uh, at least I did way more of this. Time. So yeah, having all those, having it be so gestated yeah, for like 10 years, for like 10 years, just like helps in that situation. Just like helps in that situation. It definitely does. Because that's the other thing, like I've been mapping out or envisioning this stuff, you know, like you said, for close to a decade, um, Goon 2 is like two, three years more or less from the, the, from like the inception of the the idea and the thought that we should do it to finally getting to do it It was, that's about, you know, give or take three or three or three year process, maybe four years, um, five at most a long time either way, but, uh, this thing was in our heads and hearts longer. And so, um, so yeah, you just kind of, you, 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 you also get to the, so you have it in your head a lot and you, and you have a real strong sense of the thing, but you also finally get there. And you're like, God, we've we fought and waited so long uh, for this. Now is not the time to. Now is not the time to not have an instinct or an impulse for something. Like, you know, we 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 want to have too many ideas for every single moment. Of and the, and the movie reflects it too, because uh, I mean, let's let's get into it. The random acts of violence is is grindhouse. It is is 
balls to the wall. It is completely visceral. Like that, that title, you're not fucking around on that title. Like it really is. It really is random acts of violence. And I mean, that first kill, I don't want to get spoilery. That first kill is so guttural. And so just, I, yeah. I mean, the, the screaming, like everything, it just, it, it works so incredibly well. And uh, I mean, now I got to talk about your relationship here with Kareem Hussein, the cinematographer on it, yeah. because yeah. I mean, this is framing art. Like he, he nails it. Oh my God. Is it ever, is it ever? Um, I, I like Kareem is, um, is is a very respected artist but um he's not the institution he deserves to be um and because he if you know you you mm-hmm. know um not everyone does and they should they should look him up and see this guy's been holding it down for a yeah. long time <laughs> and <clears throat> in really in really cool ways and and um he and i luckily enough funnily funny and lucky i guess both uh have known each other since i was uh 16 so that's like uh yeah 20 22 years <laughs> now um i he back in the day before so before he was a cinematographer he he wrote and directed uh i think three movies um and before he made those movies he um you know was co-founder of my favorite film festival in the world which is fantasia uh, in Montreal. Um, so he helped start that bloody festival. He was also, um, a journalist for Fangoria. And when I was 16, I was doing this movie in Montreal called, uh, Matthew Blackheart, the monster smasher. And, uh, he was the guy that was the, uh, got assigned the set visit for Fangoria. And so he came in and interviewed all of us and we just kind of clicked right away as, uh, at, as is what happens when two computers meet each other. <laughs> and, um, and, and I just like, cause I've been, I've been queuing up at Fantasia since I was 14. So, um, and, and so we just, I talked his ear off and then, you know, years went on and I was like kind of proud of him from afar as I just saw his career, uh, you know, get cooler and cooler and get more coats of paint on it. And yeah. And then I, and then I got to, because of Eisner, I, I, I ran into him a few years ago and I told him I had been sort of real, real proud of him from, from a distance. And he was like, yeah, likewise. (laughs) And then we got to make this movie together, man. And I, um, yeah, hit, hit. I don't know how I ever did anything without him. (laughs) I, you know, like, like, he he's nothing short of um nothing less than my artistic mm-hmm. conscience um he he is uh, an absolute pure artistic soul he 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 cares about nothing other than his girlfriend his mom and cinema that's it that's it that's all Beautiful. there is and if he's not making movies he's watching movies or rewatching or learning, reading about them, whatever. But his life is entirely movies, and um, and he he loves them in the purest way possible. And he uh, always, always, always has too many ideas. And 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 I often am guilty of that myself. And so this is why we got through six drafts of our <laughs> shot list. I suspect. Is like, yeah, um, we had to kind of, yeah, we had to narrow, narrow, temper ourselves a little bit, you know, but 
when I say he's my artistic conscience, what I mean is like, you know, there there's some, like you were saying, there's some heavy shit mm-hmm. in this film, and 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 I don't want to give anything away, um, but it's it's heavy in the ways we've described, but it's heavy in other ways too, and um, I that that's not always an easy sell. And, and while I definitely got to make the movie I wanted to make and didn't, you know, quite lucky in that respect, still, there's always, there's always going to be kind of, um, people, energies, forces interested in, in doing something the more palatable way. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to outline this as diplomatically <laughs> and anonymously as discreetly as possible. But basically every time somebody, every time I felt a, any semblance of pressure to do something um, a bit, a bit easier, uh, a bit more accessible. Uh, it was always, always Kareem. That was like, do the thing you want, do the thing you want. We're here. We, we, we got here. We're all out here for a reason. Do the thing you want. And, and so he was always there to kind of, yeah, every, every instinct I had that could be second guessed or, or anyone even attempted to try and talk me out of, it was always him being like, no, that's, what's interesting about this thing. Right. And, and a lot of these and some of that shit we came up with together too, but it was like, he is there on set. Uh, like you said, so there's the framing mm-hmm. genius. There's the the what he puts together in that box on 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 a screen is is uh, something quite special. He's also the steward of the movie's artistic soul. He's there to make sure his sole concern, the only his sole concern, is to make the thing um, to 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 guard and protect the uh, the the pure creativity and the pure imagination. And that's a really really cool thing you know I, i'm going off on this tangent here because his contributions are like it it's hard to sum it up man because i feel like even in even in gushing like this i'm not sort of i'm not i'm not giving him his due um but he he's a terribly talented cinematographer who's also a really just beautiful artist and wants the thing to be as special and original and truthful as it can be and it's just really neat when you fight for 10 years to make okay. something and, you know, it's your baby <laughs> and you can never expect somebody else to to care about your kid as much as you do. But God damn, isn't it a beautiful thing when someone does? Oh, for sure. And uh, I brought it up in the, the, the lost interview now, but he almost acts as like the almost like a, another character, like a fifth character a fifth main in totally. this one because there's so many moments of, of slow pull in and slow pull out that feels like the yeah. ghost looking in on everything and, and kind of giving that Completely. perspective. That's, that's it. And that's actually, that's actually kind of what we, that, that was the term we, we kind of used to describe it. Like when we were through like draft four or five of, of the thing, you know, then, then, then you really have a kind of tight, uh, vital sense of what it, what you want it to be, and what the, what the marching orders are. And we realized that the kind of we wanted the camera to be, as you really 
very astutely noticed is another character, a silent character. So we, we call the camera kind of like we say what the way we described what the camera does in this movie is um, it's a curious ghost. And um, it, it, it sort of can flow in and out ethereally and it can get close to things. Um, but it also keeps its distance. And so ideally what that ends up doing is forcing the audience to both be like involved in the action uh, and it also at turns be removed from it, but so close to it that you know exactly what's happening um, and you're helpless to prevent it. Um, and, you know, he shows up day one, Kareem does with like, okay, so the movie is, I think fire and water and uh, cyan and amber right away. And I was like, well, that's real cool because um, cyan's green. And, and I was like, and I think amber's on the same scale as what I, the color that I really felt, which was a kind of um, uh, almost like slightly violetish uh, uh, pink, basically the like, the, the 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 color you get when all the multicolored Christmas lights are firing at once and there's a kind of cumulative kind of pink behind on the wallpaper behind the Christmas tree. I was like, because there's a lot of kind of Christmas in this movie's DNA. And so, so, when, so when he said amber and then green, I was like, well, green and pink, that's definitely fucking Christmas. And that's, that starts that sort of literal and facile <laughs> on my end. Um, but what I'm, I guess, trying to illustrate is from, from the very first second he and I started talking about this thing, it was some real hard on our sleeves, super earnest, like stuff, shit like that. And we, so, so when we finally got time to make it, we certainly were like, you know what, go big or go home. Cause like, uh, what the hell else is the point of being here? Yeah. There's, I mean, there's so many brilliant scenes in this of, of, uh, stark reds or stark green. And the, I yeah. think the most interesting yeah. thing about it is those colors can have the ability to either comfort you because they are kind of comforting yeah. or completely yeah. the opposite. And it's, it's, uh, it's so interesting in the way it's used. And especially like red and green and a wreath on a door, like that's inviting, you know? It's, that's the thing. And, and we're, and cause I think kind of what we want to do is like, is there, is there anything kind of worse than not feeling, um, not feeling safe in your safe place? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and, and cause like, Cause then, cause then everything, it's like, you know, really bad food poisoning and, you know, usually your, your, your house and your, your bed, that's your, that's your little fortress of solitude. No matter what, nothing bad can get you there. And then you're lying curled up and that place is offering you no, no solace. Now that's the like most lame, easy version of it, of what we play with, I think in the film, but yeah, we kind of want to take because we want to take stuff that's like, yeah, inviting and 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 safe and and even kind of something that even gives you you know comfort and and even a bit of joy and eases your pain and to have horrible shit happen in in that um, to ruin that that's like uh, that's that's some effective shit I think because because also I I think if if we've done our jobs right the movie is. Um, is is as uh, heartbreaking as it is horrifying. For sure. Hopefully. For sure. 
you know, I, I, I don't want to keep you all night here. I feel like I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours about this movie. Anyways, we're freaking yeah, going to. We're, we're, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely go because I need to talk to you about cast. Of course, Jesse is uh, Jesse Williams is a producer on this film as Amazing. well. So I have even gone yeah. into where, like, where his involvement comes into it. Uh, Wade freaking McNeil scores this movie and makes his acting debut in this one. Haven't even got to that piece, uh, but I, I like honestly, Jay, I could talk to you for hours and hours, uh, and, and and beyond that, just about film in general, because I think we're very like minded on that kind of stuff. No, that's it. Every time you and I talk, it's the Kareem thing. It's just two computers. Yeah, talking. man, it, we really do need our own podcast because it would, <laughs> it, no would shit. it would be no the shit, man. If you had the time for it, I'd have I'd make the time for it immediately. Uh, Fucking a, yeah, know. man. Let's plan it. Let's try it out. Let's try it out next week yes, and see how it I'm feels. totally into that. Totally into that. Uh, but with this movie, mm-hmm. I just want to end off by saying that uh, you've made uh, writer's block really terrifying again. Because <laughs> look at the annals of horror history and writer's block, man. You're you're part of that now. <laughs> Thanks, man. That was what was that was what we were trying we were trying to add to that tapestry. So good. I'm happy to hear Absolutely. you say that. Not 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 I'm not happy to hear you have writer's block, but happy to hear that that we made it so yes man thank you so much for giving me some more of your time after the 10 minutes you gave me last time and uh, and like i said we'll 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 get a more spoilery one uh i just want to end off with you're you're doing the premiere because of the times we're in you're doing the premiere at like a drive-in yeah we're good so we it's it was pretty cool we so this has been the kind of story of the movie um vis-a-vis an audience uh it comes out at fantastic fest uh last year um and i can't go to what is probably one of the coolest festivals in the on the continent and i can't go for a really awesome reason which is i'm getting (laughs) married um just consumed with uh nerves uh, in every conceivable way. <laughs> and, uh, um, uh, and then, and then it played at Calgary underground, um, uh, like a month, month or two ago at a drive-in, um, that they put together and, uh, really, really cool, you know, sold out, uh, both nights, uh, almost as soon as they were available. And then, um, and then, yeah, tomorrow night, um, I don't know, Wednesday, What I don't know when this comes out. I don't know when you're putting this out, but uh, tomorrow night for me in, on my timeline, <laughs> <laughs> um, my, in my timeline tomorrow night, we're going out to Oakville. Um, yeah. And showing it um, at a drive-in screening, a double bill. And uh, it'll be my first amazing. drive-in movie. It's ever, amazing. Um, it's a cinematic moment, man. A pretty cool man. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, that that that'll that'll never be uh that that'll never be lost on me. Um and then um and then yeah, Friday uh Friday VOD across uh across the True North Strong and Free. Yes. Um and I can't decide if this is like this is either the best movie or the worst movie to see in a car at night surrounded it's, by <laughs> surrounded by strangers you can't it's see. It's perfect cuz I think it adds to that atmosphere because I uh, I mean how how I describe it as kind of like the, that grindhouse, like like uh, like pushing your limits mm-hmm. type thing. I think that that works perfectly uh, in in a drive-in mm-hmm. setting. Uh, like I know that this is the end is being shown after it, but I, I'm like the yeah. missed opportunity. Like you should end it with hobo. Yeah, man. I I like that's clearly right. the that's clearly 
So, so that's that would be my yeah. double bill. Uh, um, to be honest, I'm I, I mean I'll, I'll I'm even more biased. And so I, I, to me, I think I should follow by Goon Two. But, <laughs> yeah, no um, doubt. But uh, <laughs> if it's not Goon Two, it should definitely be Hobo. But this is the end also a spectacular film and uh and and a real crowd pleaser and um and And you're uh, yourself so yeah (laughs) indeed i am and um yeah (laughs) i i end very differently in in both of those i was i i'm not going to use the same going to get it inside your head joke because it's just too on the nose right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in the fullness of time that joke will yes, make sense exactly to when you listen to our show when we get super spoilery you'll understand that's it <laughs> yes yeah i can tweet out some hilarious oh stuff. i can't wait for those honestly i can't wait because uh, i mean we'd even like we're going to definitely talk gore because uh Oh I'm my hard. God! Some of the stuff yeah. in this, and some of the kills, man. Good lord, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. That that means the world. That's like it, it's a rare thing, um, especially if you've seen as many movies as you and mm-hmm. I have to find uh, to find a new, or even if not new, to find a like effective way to do that stuff is a, is a it's not it's not easy, you know. So uh, that that means hey, a lot. Thank you so much, Jay. There is so much at the end of that interview that we didn't touch on. Like I said, we didn't talk about cast. We didn't talk about the incredible gore that's in this one and the process of trying to, to shoot these crazy sequences that appear in this movie. Uh, but we did get so deep into cinematography. And uh, the really, really cool thing about Jay Burchell is he will be returning to do more spoilery talk about his film, about the creation of this film, uh, getting really deep into the nitty gritty of everything. Hopefully we'll be talking to Kareem Hussein as well, who shoots the hell out of this movie. I just, I don't know how to, to geek out it anymore to make it any more palpable, how much I absolutely love how this movie was shot. Uh, of course, I want to get deep into uh, the adaptation that, that Jay and Jesse did to bring this Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray property to the screen. Uh, and as well, I like what just what production goes into a movie of this caliber. So thank you, everybody, for checking this one out. You can find all the future episodes right here on stevestebbing.ca as they come out. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Stevel Dead. And keep an ear out because there is going to be so much more random acts of violence behind the scenes stuff to be on this podcast. And I'm so excited to put that out. So go check out the movie and uh, tell me what you think. Tweet me, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. We will catch you next time on the Steve Stabbing Podcast.